Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. Hi, and welcome to the Loan Officer Team Training Podcast. I'm Irene Duford, your host, and we are going to talk about the same way every time systems and processes today. I'm going to take you back to episode number eight and replay that because it had some really great nuggets in there from a friend of mine, Nikki, who is a wonderful processor and she manages uh, loan partners and processors. And she has some great things to tell us about what we should be doing for systems and processes. But first, I want to ask you a question. Do your the members on your team, do they know the sweat process? Do they know what task they should be doing? Who's responsible for that task? What time frame that is expected to be in that task? And what's the follow-up date once they complete the task? When should they follow up on it? That's super important. And we talk about that and many more things about systems, processes, procedures, and doing things the same way every time. So I hope you enjoy the episode with my friend Nikki and hear the nuggets that she has to offer with her years of experience. Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff? 
on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at loanteamtraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at loanteamtrainingreviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time for Thursday, June 8th, Friday, June 9th, Thursday, June 15th, and Friday, June 16th. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at loanteamtraining.com. Irene Duford with Loan Officer Team Training, and I am so excited to bring on my guest today. It's Nikki Hampton, and she is in Nashville, Tennessee, or that area, and I'm so happy to have her on. Nikki, thank you so much for being here today. It has been something that I've looked forward to for a really long time. Ever since I started thinking about having a podcast, I knew you had to be one of the first guests. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to talk to you and share a little, maybe a little nugget of my knowledge. <laughs> yes. So. And so you have so much knowledge. I was so impressed with you when we met, we met through your loan officer, give a shout out to Sean. He's amazing in Nashville. And he put us together and said, you know, I want Nikki to come to the training. She's, you know, newer on my team. And that's right, Nikki, you were newer on the team, right? I, absolutely. Yes. And so a few people had already been through our WOW training from him. He was one of the first loan officers that sent his people through our WOW training. And it was important for all of them to attend. And so when you came on board, he said, Nikki's got to attend. So you attended and that's how we met. And it's been an amazing journey to watch your journey in the mortgage world. So 
Let me give you a little bit of background. Nikki is a regional processing manager for Sean's team. And I'm going to let Nikki give us a little bit of background. Nikki, what was your entry into the mortgage world? And uh, tell us a little bit, did you get trained? Did you not get trained? Just give us a little bit of your history. Yes. Yeah, so I actually started out on the sales side back in 2000. I'm dating myself. My father was a loan officer. So as far as training, none. I had my father and he is a very old school and he was read your matrix every time, know your programs and take pride in your work, right? right. And you do a good job, do the same thing every time, which sounds so much like Irene's training, um, <laughs> know your material, right? This is be your passion. So make sure you show up to work every day, ready to go. From there, like I said, I was a loan officer, found out pretty quickly. I'm not a sales girl, I'm <laughs> operation. So it moved me to a loan officer trainer for a while, just because of my, I was really particular about my files, right? I was doing what you were supposed to be doing to get files in, to get them closed. Because back then we didn't have loan partners or loan assistants. It was the loan officer, the processor, and the underwriter. So I for a while, really enjoyed it, but wasn't sure. Got out for the business, just out of the business for just a couple of years. But I came back full speed as a processor. From processor, I was very lucky. I'd been processor, processing managers, operation managers. Really, the title doesn't mean anything to me, but I would, to me, it was, I'm working on the back end of the file, right? And that's what I love. I love that. And I'm super, again, particular about my files and how we communicate with the team and how we do everything the same way all the time. It's, it's super important or you'll just get off track. So that's kind of the background on me. My role with Sean now is regional processing manager. It's a title, but at the end of the day, we're a team, right? We all help each other. So I love to process. It's I just love it. So I, it's not unheard of for the team to see me jumping in a file and processing a file. But yes. again, I have other knowledge too that really Sean uses me for. But yeah, so that's a little bit about me. That is awesome. And you are so great at the back end. I've had a front row seat to be able to, because we we coached together for a while and we were, and I was yeah. able to see how your process works and the expectations that you have for your team, your processors. At the time that we were coaching together, you were not only training processors and, and managing processors, you were managing the whole ops team, the whole support staff, right? Yes, absolutely. And and I still am, even though they titled me as the processing manager, I consider the loan partners part of my processing team. So they pretty much always come to me instead of going to Sean in sales with structuring of the file, questions on the file, guidelines, all that stuff. So it sounds like just processing, but I, I still pretty much do whatever the team needs, right? To get loans closed in a very yes. timely manner. So. Yes. And one of the things that I loved about watching you manage the other people and, and all of the things that we talked about is that you're such a team player. You're a total team player. You don't care about the credit going to you, even though you were the hero in saving the <laughs> loan or whatever. It doesn't go to you though. You don't care about that credit. Yeah. What you care about is that the team had a win. And that yes. is so important. So tell us a little bit about how you feel about the team and how loan partners and loan processors and underwriters and closers should feel about 
the team having a win is a total. Yes. So one of the things when I was in sales and what I wanted to make a difference with my team that I saw a lot, it always seemed to be sales against operations, right? Mm-hmm. There was just butted heads, you know, they're putting the brakes on. Sales would be like, they're putting the brakes on and not doing what we need to do. And I don't like that mentality because at the end of the day, I can't do it without a loan officer. A loan officer can't do it without the processor. The processor can't do it without the underwriter. The underwriter can't do it without the processor. I mean, everybody is a team, right? So to me, I'm huge on relationship building. And that is a lot of my role as well. I become very close with the corporate, anybody in management at corporate, the underwriters, the closers, everybody is a team. If they need something from me, even though I'm not a closer, if they're swamped today, a closer, and they can't get to, Nikki, it's going to be an hour before I can check up on Fundy Docs. No problem. I have a relationship with that title company. Let me call them and get that for you, right? So relationship building is huge. And I stress that, right? We're a team, no matter what position you're in along the way, it takes a lot of people to get to the finish line and working with each other and each other knowing that you can depend on the other is it's just huge and it has made a big impression I feel when I'm working with corporate they that if I ask for something that I'm it's going to get done right so if they're giving me an exception on something and I say absolutely thank you so much you know there's not as much Mm, should we really do this exception? I get those exceptions more because I have really put the time in to form those relationships for them to understand that I really want my team and and everyone to do a great job. So yes. I will ever that takes. So relationship building is huge, I feel, in the mortgage industry. And it's not just relationship building with the sales staff and the clients right. and the realtors. Right. What I love about what you're saying is that it's relationship building among your team in your company. Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it is amazing how if you take a moment just to say thank you to a closer for maybe sending out your closing disclosure five days early because you ask them, hey, I'm trying to wow the the builder, do you mind? I know I, I know we have plenty of time and I'm asking you 15 days early, but would you go ahead and do that for me? Uh-huh. And then for me to say at the end of the day, I send something to their manager and go, hey, I just want to let you know how great so-and-so is on your team. Let me tell you what she did for us. Let me tell you the reaction we got from the builder. Thank you. So yes. it's, it's all that relationship building Again, I'm I'm more of doing it as the team, whereas, and I think about the relationships outside, but I also know giving people kudos within the team means a lot, and they will remember we're human, right? Hey, Nikki always gives me kudos and lets my boss know I do a good job. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to help her out. You know, it's just something you need to think about. Relationships are just huge, whether you're in your team yourself or with the realtor or the builder, things like that. Boy, that is so true. And I've seen how your team reacts to you and it's always positive because they know that you're trying to help out everybody as a team wins. When one thing happens and you win on that one thing, everybody wins. And I love the way you have trained your team to communicate properly, to build those relationships. And you've done it by example. That's even more important than telling them how to do it 
but you've shown them how to do it in the way that you do things. And that's a big deal. And I can brag on you a little bit here because I know (laughs) that your corporate loves you. I know that your loan officer loves working with you. Sean, I know for sure that he loves working with you. And I just, I know that your loan partners love working with you and your processing. So it's just really fun to watch someone who loves what they do the way that you do and builds relationships the way that you do. So, and I really, Try to tell them too. take pride in your work, right? It, it, yes. It's not just job. I will toot my horn a little bit. I do try to lead by example. Um, mm-hmm. And I take huge pride in my work. I mean, even we all make mistakes. So when I mess something up, nobody is harder on me about something that I might have messed up than myself, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, oh, oh, you know, I do take such pride in my work. So um, I've really ask my team to remember that when they put things in, you know, look at what you're putting in, take pride in your work. We're all human. So the next person looking at it might miss it. So that's why we have checks and balances, right? Everybody looks at what we're doing. So yes. And having a process that is the same way every time, like we like to use the acronym SWEAT, S-W-E-T, the same way every time. Having those Mm -hmm. processes in place really helps your team. How, tell us how that helps your team. Again, we we really take pride in our work. We like to close loans fast and wow people, but it must be efficient. It can't just be, yeah, we got it to the finish line, but we about killed each other to do it, right? Yes. So I want to brag about you a little bit. So our loan partners have all been through the training with the checklist, with this, you know, doing it the same every time. And we have adapted that into our system. And it's super important that they fill out that checklist and they have looked and made sure all those things have been looked at. So nothing is missed, right? Things are going to get missed. We're human. But if we can do the same thing every time and look for the major items on Mm -hmm. every file, and a lot of times head off issues that other lenders don't figure out till further down the road, right? So it is so important for not only my loan partner to have a checklist, my setup person to have a checklist, my processor to have a checklist. And they kind of overlap. Everybody does something a little bit different. But at the end of the day, they're all looking pretty much at the same things. And that's my checks and balances. I have a lot of people touching the file. But doing the same thing every time you get in that mindset. If you don't, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, I pretty much have my checklist memorized in my head. But Mm -hmm. if I ever pick out and don't do my checklist, that's when I miss something. Yes. So and doing the same thing every time are so important. If I start at the end of doing something instead of my same time, I I may like in my mind, I tell my team, you review the application first, then you look at credit, then you look at your findings, and then you go in to look at the trailing docs, right? If I go in and read the findings before I review the application, I don't have the full story and I'm confused and I'm going asking somebody else questions and wasting their time where if I had looked at the notes and the application, I already know that, right? It's because I started at the end instead of the beginning. So it's so important. And I preach that to them all the time too. We do the same thing every time. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you are with your team. I want to ask you though, how do you feel about the loan officer being the one to do the training? Like, do you think that's the best use of their time or do you think it's better for them to be trained by somebody other than the loan officer? Well, I think it just really depends on your loan officer and the structure that we have. We have a lot of newer loan officers and Sean has the loan partners 
be very supportive of the knowledge of the loan officer. So that wouldn't work in our case. I just feel too many things would be missed. Sean is very knowledgeable. So he is a better person to train or myself, maybe in other structures that companies have, if their loan officers are knowledgeable and they believe in the same way every time, it might be okay. Um, but in ours, that doesn't really work. I just, I, I, I want a little more knowledge because I need them to understand, again, what I need them to do every time. You have to follow the checklist, understand what the questions are on the checklist. You know, it's not just, oh, no, they don't have any NSFs. I want them to understand why having an NSF when you're reviewing the bank statement from the checklist, it could, why am I saying, do we have an NSF? You know, why? There's a reason why. Don't just say, yeah, they have one and move on. No, (laughs) that (laughs) could affect your your loan, right? So the way we we roll, I'm going to say, I would be the one or Sean, the loan officers in, we have a lot of new loan officers are doing great, right? But I would not want to put that on them. It just wouldn't be, up to my standards. And I don't mean that mean, but I ha- I do set a pretty high bar for everybody on my team. And I have great people on my team and they have risen to that bar. So again, great. I take credit work, right? So. Yes. So they have to be trained by the right one. And it's not the loan officer who does the yeah. training. They need to be out yeah. getting business, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's ironic you say that because I we have sometimes borrowers they are hard to get items from and our loan partners do that because we want our loan officers out there selling. And I have a couple loan officers that'll be like, no, I'll help you. And I'm like, no, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to step in now and talk to your borrower. I know you have a relationship with them, but I need you out getting the next deal, especially yes. in the world now, right? I'll take care of it. I just want you to be aware that I'm calling and what I'm calling for in case they were to call you. But I want you out getting the next deal. You don't need to worry about this. I'm going to take care of it, right? Yes. I'm out selling. Yeah, I love that. We've got to get them out selling. Like you said, especially we're in the beginning of December, 2022 right now, just as a reference. And it is a market where they need to be doing the fundamentals, the fundamentals, the daily success plan. They need to be out there talking to people, visiting with people, making phone calls, getting the deals in the door. And then in your way of doing things, in Sean and your way of doing things, you take care of the loan as soon as it comes in the door, but they go get it and bring it in. Mm -hmm. Sean calls me his ultimate firefighter. (laughs) That usually comes into play when something may be going wrong. Unfortunately, it's the mortgage business, but I want to be the one that I just need you to get the business. You bring it in the door and I can get it to the finish line. The team, I say I, but the team, they know if they have any problems at all, all they have to do is reach out to me. But more than likely, again, goes back to my tendency to have everything, have a little bit of control issue, probably. <laughs> I probably already know what's going on, right? I'm looking and that's, just, that's again, too, about doing the same thing every day in my position. Not only do I know what's going on with every file, but I'm constantly looking at close dates. And in my mind, I have a calendar that runs backwards in my mind, like what's the last day for the closing disclosure to be out? When is the appraisal coming in? Okay, I need to do this. You know, just constant dates running in my head. So mm-hmm. that loan officer doesn't need to be worrying about that. They don't need to be worrying about, oh, my CD has to get out today. Did somebody request it? You know, all of that. Uh, that's taken care of. That pressure's off them. And and I keep that rolling in my head at all, all times. And usually I kind of know 
if there's a problem before it happens, just because my loan partners and processors talk to me. But we have a system where we put notes and I know when things are being ordered and I know when things are being are going to be due back. So I'm already reaching out to their support team going, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Tell me what's going on. I love that. And just the way that you've been with your team and training them and making sure that they are doing things the right way from the beginning mm-hmm. to end. What I've loved about hearing how you do things, Nikki, is that it's always about the why. Why do yes. we need to get that? Why is it yes. going to cause a problem? How can we avoid yes. it? Yes. And, and we have constant calls to, you know, that something comes up about what's going on in a file. So the loan partner and the processor, we want to do a call. Nikki, what do you think? And I'll say, okay, well, we need to, first of all, did we look up guidelines? Because I always make them go look up their own guidelines because things change every day. But also my key word with them, I tell them this all the time, is knowledge is power, right? Yes. The more knowledge you have, the more you know, invested you're in the team, the more you know, the more secure you can be in your knowledge. I mean, yes. if you had had talk with me 10 years ago, I'd been like, uh, duh, you know, <laughs> I just... <laughs> a little more nervous. Now I'm pretty, you know, certain things I just know if I go get the knowledge, I'm going to fight it to the end because I've got the knowledge in front of me. Tell me why this, why this doesn't work because I'm looking at it, right? We have calls all the time and we look up the guideline. They tell me what they find. They tell me what they think. And then I tell them what I think. And I maybe will give them two options. And I learned that technique from listening to what they think and why they think it that way from, I had a really good underwriter when I was first in processing. He would call me up and say, listen, I'm going to condition you for X, Y, and Z. Because I'm one of those processors that when the file goes in, I've already made notes in the file and I've already conditioned it out for the underwriter. But that just comes with being in the business forever. And you just kind of know that what the conditions are going to be, right? Mm -hmm. It was kind of a game with me in my mind. I want to make sure that every condition they ask for, I've already asked for it because I'm I'm as smart as an underwriter. I just don't want to underwrite, right? (laughs) Yep. I had this really great underwriter and he is is what I always called a teaching underwriter. And he would call and say, hey, let's talk about X, Y, Z. Why did you put that in there? Why did you think it would work? And so I would give him my thought process from reading the guideline or, or reading the findings why I thought it would work. And sometimes he'd be like, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. Just mm-hmm. give me this one other piece and we'll go with it. Or sometimes he would go, okay, I see why you say that, but let's dig down a little bit deeper if I were to go with just that. And he would tell me, did you think about this? And I'd be like, oh, you know what? I didn't. He's like, so he goes, now this is what we need to do so we can still go forward with the loan or get the condition. But he made me think he, ma- he probably turned me into this knowledge is power thing because mm-hmm. he, instead of talking down to me, he saw something in me and wanted me to succeed. He knew how hard I was trying to make those files so good and was really trying to do a perfect file. Back then we don't have those anymore, but I always wanted what we called a one touch file. You know, basically they looked at it and it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're lucky now, but that was always my goal was to have one touch file. That's that's something that he taught me. And so when I would come back to my loan partners, my processors, you know, I have them tell me and then I give them what I think, or let's do this or let's do that. And then I always say, does that make sense? And I've really beat it into their head. If it doesn't make sense, what I'm saying, tell me, because the way I'm 
talking in my mind might not be the way you learn. So let me come at it from a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Let me, let me different way. So that's something we try really hard to, so they understand that as well. And again, knowledge is power. And then the next time they know. So. Yes. Isn't it interesting, Nikki, how throughout our mortgage careers, every single person who's ever been in the mortgage business or any business has people mm-hmm. that come along at a certain time of their progress that really impact them, that teach them yes. something, even if it's something, a smaller thing, but very mm-hmm. impactful. And we all have mentors like that, don't we, throughout the, the yeah. mortgage career? Yeah. I know you brought up earlier, but we met, even though I wasn't a loan officer and on the sales side, Sean thought it would be great for you to coach me. And again, I know we're friends and if people may be like, oh, she's saying this because we're friends, but that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we're friends. But the me coaching too. aspect of it was so great for me because sometimes I would get in my own head and look at things this way, or you would just bring up questions. And even after we were done talking, I would listen to those questions right in my head and go, Hmm, Hmm. You know, it just made me think and also made me change the way I did some things. You know, I, I can't think of everything off the top of my head right now, but I know that those coaching sessions were super impactful for me. It really made me get out of my own headspace and really look at what other people might be thinking or seeing or just make me think to maybe do something a little bit different because you do have to change up your game a little bit sometimes, but you never change your checklist. I mean, you can update your checklist, but the same thing every time is so important. Every time. Yes. Yes. I really enjoyed that time with you also. It's just been amazing to watch your journey, Nikki. You have grown so much and What is one of the things that you do to be intentional about having a really strong mindset and believing that success isn't just possible, but doable? Again, I take huge pride in my work, but every day I feel you have to set yourself up for success for the next day Mm -hmm. for me. And I'm old school. I mean, I have my computers, my mini screens and stuff, but I also have a notebook that I have out on my desk every day. And before I leave at the end of the day, I make a list of either what I didn't get to today, which hopefully is nothing because I'm super, I never like to go to sleep on something that I should have gotten done, Uh but I make a list, whatever I didn't finish today, but what I know I need to work on in the morning and it keeps me on track, right? I mean, I'm, I'm doing my normal stuff, my reports, my checking in with my team, making my loans close, but there's also things that I do that has to be done that, you know, may not involve the team. It may be something with corporate, but I make a, I start, I already have a list going. So when I come in in the morning, I already have a purpose. I know I'm going to have more to that list because I add on as I go through the day. Mm -hmm. But for me, that sets me up for a successful day. I've had days when I haven't done that. And for my mindset and how I work, because I'm very detailed, that is a total chaos day for me. I don't (laughs) like how I feel. I don't like how it goes. I feel like I'm just off, right? So Mm -hmm. that is, for me, that is a super successful way for me to set up to have a good day. And and then there's going to be 20 million things that come in and I may have to put something off or do that in the afternoon. But if I can see what, if I have my goal in front of me to get certain things done, it just sets me up to have a, a, a more positive day, I feel. Yes. No, I agree 100%. I'm having a chuckle over here listening to you talk because I remember doing the same thing. When I set my day up the right way, it makes all the difference. And when I don't, you're right, it's chaotic. 
it's just yeah. chaotic. I feel like I'm just behind the ball all the time. And in this business, we're running full speed from the moment we log in in the day, right? And yes. if you're in management late, later into the night too, but you're still, you know, you still have to have your priorities. You still have to make sure you get certain things done or you just feel like you're, for me, I feel like I'm chasing my tail and I'm not really accomplishing anything. And that bothers me because I, again, I go back to take pride in your work, right? I don't feel like I have anything to be prideful of that day. I know what you mean. And so some people do that in the evening or the afternoon before they leave work so that they can just clear their mind out and go home and be at home. And then some people do it first thing in the morning. And I love that you do it before you leave, because that really does help clear out your mind. It helps you clear your thoughts from work. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm just ready for it the next day, right? If I come in, for me, if I come in in the morning and I put down 20 things, I'll be like, how am I going to get this done? But if I did the 20 things the night before, it's like, okay, my mindset's game's on. My mindset's ready. I know what I'm going to do as soon as I walk in the door tomorrow. You know, there you go. You know, it just helps me. I love that. And that's a big takeaway from today's talk for anyone that is in support staff or anyone that is training anybody in support staff. That's a big deal is to have a priority list every day, whether you do it when you leave or when first thing in the morning. And I love what you said about for you, it makes you feel a little anxious if you do it in the morning because it feels overwhelming. But if you do it at night, it clears out the day. It does. It does. And like I said, I know what is expected in the morning. So I'm like, game on. I'm good. I I know. And I know, like I said, 20 million other things are going to get added, but I at least have a game plan. It's just, it's much better for me. I only have to drink one Diet Coke if I have a game plan. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Every course that we have, we cover self-talk. We cover how important it is, what we intentionally allow to be in our minds and what we intentionally put into our thoughts so that we can have Mm -hmm. a good day, so that we can have success. And so how has self-talk helped you, Nikki, in your life, not just in your business life, but in your personal life? Let's start with the business and then just give us a little bit of a background about how how the self-talk has helped you. Yeah. So self-talk really came into play with me and was a game changer when I started coaching with you because I never really thought about self-talk, right? Again, I have control issues when it comes to my work (laughs) and having the positive self-talk helped with my anxiety when things weren't going exactly how I wanted them to, right? So that's been a big thing for me is just, you know, I can't be, I can't get it right all the time, right? But I can just talk, keep the positivity in my brain to help get me through the day and not get down and maybe just sit there and fester on what I did that wasn't right and just move on to the next thing. And it's also helped me maybe show a little more empathy to my team Mm -hmm. because I have to remember that not, and and let me preface, my way is not perfect. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes all the time, but I work very quickly and I have to be, remember not everybody works that way. So when I'm doing positive self-talk, I probably have a little more empathy for my team if they're not moving, maybe as fast as I wanted them to, it's not that they're not doing anything wrong, but they know, you know, they haven't had all the years experience that I have. They haven't been able to click over the why I said, do that as fast and understand the why it may take them a little bit longer to understand the why and put it into motion to get the file where it needs to be. So 
that has helped as well to maybe show a little more empathy and realize, Nikki, that everybody works like you do, right? It may take them a few more minutes or whatever to get it done. Yes. Try to have a little patience, right? So. So for the people listening, what we mean by self-talk is we cover how important it is to intentionally put certain thoughts in your mind that are opposite of what might not be helping you. So let's say you say, I am having a hard day. If you say that to yourself, that you're having a hard day and you go around saying that all day long, you're going to have a hard day, right? But if you stop yourself and you say, nope, I'm not going to say that. I'm having an awesome day. And you go around with that thought. It's not like a Pollyanna thought. It really does make you feel a certain way, doesn't it? It really does. It's so funny too. Just in personal things, you know, sometimes things are hard. And I was talking to my mom earlier this week and it just hit me that it's what I, what I did because she was having a hard day. And I was like, you know what, mom, it's going to be fine. We're Mm -hmm. stressing about it, but it's going to be fine. And it's so funny that you said that because the next day she got up and she told me, she's like, you know, that was awesome because I was really having a hard time with that. And you said that. And I was like, you know what? Nikki's right. It's going to be fine. Why am I stressing so bad about this? Oh, that's but awesome. It, and that, I mean, I unintentionally turned it around yes. because of myself I've been doing it in my head. Right. So I was just giving her the, the boost that she needed to know, let's not get down about this. It's going to be fine. I love that you're utilizing it in your life, in your work life, in your home yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that you shared that because that helps people who are listening to know that we can turn it around. It We don't have to get up in the morning on the wrong side of the bed, so to speak, and continue that the whole day. We can say, you know what? I'm flipping the switch. I'm going to change mm-hmm. what I'm saying to myself and it's going to be a good day. And yeah. it can be very specific to what you're going through. It's just the, it's yeah. basically we're, what we're saying that isn't working. We say the opposite. And mm-hmm. so if we're saying this is going to be a hard loan to work on. Then we yeah. say, no, I love working on loans like this. And even it's though good. at the, at the moment you may not feel like it, you know, it may yeah. not feel like it's real, but if you repeat it over and over, eventually it will become real, real because yeah. like we teach in the class, our thoughts create our emotions. What we think yeah. about makes us feel a certain way and our emotions create our actions. So what we feel is going to make us act a certain way. And our yes. actions create our results. So what we do is going to bring the results, good or bad, right? And mm-hmm. so that's what I love about knowing this formula. Our, that's why it's so important for our thoughts to be intentional. So important. And your personal life, unfortunately, I try to keep my personal life not from flowing into my work life. But every morning, you know, it's a new day every day, right? Like we had talked to her, I said, take it one day at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So the next day, I have to start over to make sure that I keep that positive self-talk because, you know, something going on in my personal life could maybe really bring me down. And it does, right? But I try to always think of a positive, right? And and I have to start it over every day. And it's just something that if you can do that, you'll have a better, I feel, a better work day and maybe not be so stressed about things going on in your personal life or the outside world. And you can really focus. So it's that self-talk is that's a game changer. Yeah, it really, it's the one thing in my life that I learned it fairly young in my life. And Mm -hmm. I'm grateful because I have worked on it most of my life and it's the game changer. It's if I could pick only one thing that I've worked on 
anything new that I've learned throughout my whole life, that's the one thing that's been the biggest change in my life, in my business and, and the lives of those I coach and the people I'm in, in around all the time. It's just been amazing. It's, it's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. So I'm glad that you're practicing that every day. I'm proud of you for doing every that. Every day. And I, I'm glad it's helping you. So in our parting thoughts here, what would you want loan officers to know and support teams, but especially loan officers right now, what would you want them to know about training their teams, about making sure that their teams are trained the right way and so that they can be freed up to go out and do what they need to do, which is bringing in more loans? Yeah, again, I feel that the support staff, the management and our model really needs to be the one training your loan partners, you know, processing whatever, because loan officers, especially in this day and age, being the way things are in the world with the mortgage business right now, they need to be so confident uh, when they're out there selling themselves and the company that I want them to know that their support staff is the best of the best, right? Mm -hmm. I want them to be out saying, we have a close date at the end of the month, but we're clear to close within 10 days, right? So we're 20 days just piddling, piddling around, you know, just waiting, (laughs) we're waiting. And this is, this isn't an exception. This is what my support staff does every time. And we do have a goal. Sean's goal is to get every loan clear to close. In under 20 days, that's awesome. That mine's is. 14. Yeah, mm-hmm. but mine's 14. We all have different goals. And really, my team shoots for the 14 because we also like to be able for those loan officers to go out there and go, because mm-hmm, we want to go, oh, yeah, Sean, in your face, you said 20. We got it done in 14. You know, it's, yes. we have a little bit of rivalry, but I want loan officers to make sure they have a strong, motivated operation team behind them, right? Yes. It's so neat. Because they need to be able to brag, right? If they want to, if they're with a a real estate agent or a builder and they have a question, or they just want to let them know that their operation team is at their beck and call and really supports them, they can call myself or Sean and, or we can even go to a meeting with them, right? And I know everybody sells their teams, but we have a system where we can pull up numbers and show them proofs in the pudding, right? This is what we do every time. This is not the exception. Look at our average for our whole pipeline. Mm-hmm. So I guess my biggest thing is they need to have a very strong support staff behind them. Don't settle, get the best of the best. And yes, it may, maybe somebody new in the business, if they're really passionate about the business and they really will do the same thing every time and they're seeking knowledge, you can have newbies because People like myself love that. I love people who have passion for the business and really want to learn. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you, you need to feel like you have a strong base behind you and they're not going to let you down, right? Yes. Because there's going to be things that are going to be tough, but there are tough ones sometimes that might start to go sideways. That's also my job. I pick up the phone and I'm talking with Sean and then Sean knows what's going on and we may bring the loan officer in if we think we might have an issue or we're already we're brainstorming how to fix things before our, half the time sales doesn't even know what's going on on any of their loans uh-huh. there could be problems there sometimes are but they don't know because they have such a strong support staff support staff that's the key the right there staff, yes but they but remember it's we're a team right because we can't do it without sales we can't be their support without them out there getting the next deal so mm-hmm. without it's hand nobody's more important than the other Nobody's title is more important than the other. 
we work together to get the to get the job done. I agree. And if they're not trained, if there isn't anybody, because there are some loan officers listening who yes. are sole, or maybe they only have one loan partner and they don't have an ops team. It's not a big team yet, but there are places to send them to be trained. And yes. that's what we do. That's what we do yes. at Loan Team Training. That's where they need to go. And even if they do have a strong support, Irene, I still think everyone should go through that team training. And I'm not just saying that again, because we're friends. I'd been in the business for a while when I went through it, right? And I was more processing ops manager. I thought that was the greatest thing that there ever. I was like, why didn't somebody give this to me years ago? Right? <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. We we cover a lot about communication and about yeah. teamwork and processes and follow-up, right? We cover a lot about follow-up yeah. and how to ask for documentation. And, you know, it's a class that for years has been rolling around in my head and has never really, I've never seen a class like it, It, it that talks about all those different things that yeah. helps them get up to speed and really support the loan officer. Because that was the original intention of the classes. How can I create a class where the support team supports the loan officer and supports them getting out and getting more business, being able to free them up? Because I was seeing in my coaching of loan officers, I was seeing a lot of loan officers that were getting stuck in the office, couldn't get out because they they didn't have people trained on their team. So that's that was the original reason I came up with the training was because of that, with that first class. Then we added a client conversion training course with my son, Kenny, and I teach, and it's how to convert clients better for loan partners that do the conversion and do the loan consultations. And then there's the third class that you were involved with with us, thank goodness, for the, the Loan Assistant Mortgage Training Bootcamp. Yeah. That's fun. And tell us a little bit about what you think about that class. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Again, knowledge is power. And things change all the time, but it shows you how to get that knowledge, right? It teaches you things about programs and self-employed income, but it shows you how to go get that if you don't have uh, an Irene to, to help you with that moment, or you don't have a Nikki, or you don't have somebody. It really, it's such an interesting course, I felt. Again, I get, I'm real passionate about the business. I do love what I do. So I just think it's, it's just a great knowledge course. And it just sets you up the way I feel you need to go to look for things. Because I mean, Google can be pretty intimidating. You think you're finding what you need and it's not right. But you've Mm -hmm. got people talking language and they're explaining definitions of terms instead of, you know, me going, you know, well, your till says this or, you know, your truth and lending. And you're like, what is she talking about? Uh It's got knowledge in it. It's just a knowledge base. And I just love it. Well, thank you. And thank you, Nikki, so much for being here today. I'm sure I'm going to have you on again to to bring us your wealth of knowledge. (laughs) It has been such a pleasure getting to know you first a few years ago on the training and then becoming friends and coaching you. And it's just been amazing. And I am so proud of you because you are not the type of person that learns something and then doesn't do anything with it. You find something, you're always thirsting for knowledge. And that's what yes. makes you so great at what you do is you're always well, thirsting for knowledge and you take it and you implement it when you find out knowledge. When you get knowledge, you implement it right away. You're a fast implementer and that makes a huge difference. And Sean is blessed to have you 
on his team? It's truly been an honor. I was so excited when you asked me to do this because I was like, this is going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) And it has been fun. It's been fun to get on here and talk. And and I just want to give a shout out to Sean too. I just appreciate him so much because he has made sure that everyone on the on the ops team or on the uh, support staff has gone through the training. And he was one of the very first people, he was one of the very first people that sent his first team to Phoenix when we were doing them in person, live. He sent a couple people. And then from then on, he's kept sending the people that come through. So I want to give a shout out to Sean and just really tell him thank you. Yeah. He really invests in his people, right? Um, and that's a big thing. You have to invest in your people. So it's been great. And I yes. got to meet you. So it's been awesome. Yeah. So it's really been fun. So I just want to let everybody know that we appreciate you listening today on the podcast. And if you enjoyed this today, please share it with other loan officers that you know, or even support staff. And we would really appreciate a five-star review if you feel we've earned it. And that'll help us get more people to hear about our podcast. If you would share it, we really appreciate it. And if you're interested in taking a look at our training classes for mortgage support staff, take a look at loanteamtraining.com and hopefully you'll find some classes there that would be beneficial for you. So thank you, Nikki, for being here and enjoy the rest of your week. I sure will. Thank you so much. Thank you. loan partner who does the loan consultations, structures the loan and converts the buyer to work with you? Or maybe you have a loan partner or a team member that you would like to move into that position so that you can be freed up to go get even more loans. How about a newer loan officer who could benefit from some training and how to convert buyers to work with them? Our client conversion training is very specific to this role. It will help them convert even more clients to work with you and your team. We help you to be seen as a trusted advisor. We cover every aspect of converting clients to work with you. They're going to learn emotional intelligence, what it is and how to utilize it. They'll discover the key to a success mindset. Yep, we go deep on this one. How to build rapport right from the first conversation. How to ask the right questions. How to answer objections. Specific dialogues and strategies to overcome rate shoppers. They're going to practice live with other class members. And they're going to also learn how to ask for and receive referrals. How to master the loan consultation with loan strategies that help the buyer make great decisions for their future. Client conversion training will set your team apart when they implement the training that they're going to receive in our class. It's a virtual interactive class on Zoom with live trainers and your team members can attend from wherever they are as long as they have audio and video. Everyone participates. It's a 10 hour live class divided into two and a half hour sessions from 9 to 11.30 on Thursday and Friday for two weeks in a row. Sign up your loan partner today at loanteamtraining.com. You'll find the class on the client conversion training tab. 